Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We are doing a mini-series on reviews, fake yeah, reviews, reviews, bad negative reviews, reviews, negative reviews, how you want to call it. Negative slash fake, depending on what you want to call it. Right on. And we got a really cool guest sitting on our couch today. What did you, what did you, what did you have for breakfast today? You're looking all healthy. <laughs> I actually was super healthy today. I had eggs and like a little piece of toast i've already been to the gym today oh my god what time did you get what time did you get up i got up at like seven i didn't sleep last night mm. she didn't sleep last night because she was nervous about I coming on the podcast <laughs> but funnier <laughs> is she didn't go out last night and go out drinking even though it was friday night because she wanted to be a responsible adult and not be tired today she's fucking tired anyway yeah. <laughs> but you do you look good oh well that's all that matters yeah. makeup is amazing really eh? Hey everyone, it's Amanda and we're hanging out with Melanie today who's a registered massage therapist in Toronto as well and a clinic owner. And side note, she was my clinic supervisor in massage school and the one that I constantly give praise to on the podcast. So at least I've said nice things about you. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) How did you you get that job? I just applied. I Mm. moved to Toronto and like I was starting a practice and I needed like extra income. So I basically saw the ad, applied, the rest is history. Yeah. And then when she wanted to cut down from there. That's how I became clinic supervisor because she called me in to take over one of her shifts and eventually phased herself out and I took over. Mm -hmm. And then I started popping out kids and I left too. (laughs) (laughs) Moved to Toronto from where? Uh, From Ottawa. Uh. Yeah. So I used to actually, I used to teach in Ottawa. So whenever... What school? uh, It was called Kine Concept. It's no longer uh, a massage therapy college. They shut down like... I think the year after I moved to Toronto. Mm. Yeah. So the transition from like going from Ottawa to here and then starting, you know, as clinic supervisor again was fairly easy. It's, it was all stuff that I had yeah. already done. What made you decide Toronto? Uh, boredom. Full on boredom. Ottawa was just not my bag of tea anymore. Mm. I was just like, I needed to get out. I needed something bigger, more exciting. So I had a few friends living here. I came to visit them. I liked the city. So I decided why not try it out. Is Ottawa slow moving? Ottawa is very slow moving. It's a beautiful city. It's a great city to raise a family, but I didn't have a family. So once you are no longer a college student or a university student, there's really not a whole lot going on mm. unless you you know are ready to move out to the burbs and raise a couple of kiddos. Sarah from Mama Mobile moved to Toronto from Ottawa. She's she also downtown. Back and forth, she was though. back and forth, but I'm trying to remember now why she decided to stay in Toronto. I think she was bored. I think she that's why I was like, I yeah. feel like she said the same thing. And then she, she just started, wanted more excitement. She started Mama Mobile here and I think that just got super busy. Did she start here or start in Ottawa? She started in Ottawa, but then she then here was next. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I don't remember. I gotta go <laughs> gotta listen to my own podcast. I swear we listen to our guests when they talk. <laughs> anyway, so as Mark said, we're doing a mini series. Um, We spoke to one other massage therapist and clinic owner earlier about um, getting negative reviews and or fake reviews. And I had seen on social media that Melanie's clinic got a, I I don't know if it was fake or if it was just a really negative review, um, saying some really untrue and pretty nasty things about it was pretty nasty and some of the the review was like a personal attack on you they were saying pretty hateful things about you as a clinic owner yeah it was pretty nasty like i still i have no idea whether or not it was somebody that came into the clinic received treatment or if it's just someone coming into the office and trying to badmouth us mm-hmm. or like it could just be like another 
it could be another clinic that just wants to um, ruin our reputation. I still, I have no idea. The person left the review under uh, the name, my review. Mm. So, and at the end of the review, they were basically like, do not respond to this review as I will not uh, respond to anything you say. Before we get into the details of everything that happened, um, can you introduce yourself a little bit to people that are listening? Like, you know, how long you've been a therapist, what type of clinic you have, how many therapists you have, just to paint a picture of. Yeah, so I have been at RMT for quite a while, which is going to age me, but I graduated in 2002. Um, so it's about 18 years now. I went to school out in the East Coast um, in front to New Brunswick. I practiced there for a while. And then I moved to Ottawa and I was uh, a full-time instructor when I was in Ottawa. And then I started working at a few clinics there. I worked at some really great clinics. I worked for physiotherapists that taught me a lot. I've worked with chiropractors that have taught me a lot. And then um, when I moved here to Toronto, I figured that if I was going to have to start from scratch with a clientele, I might as well start from scratch for myself. So I... um, I basically rented a small space downtown Toronto and started building a practice and that built up pretty fast. In the meantime, I was doing clinic supervision um, just to help compensate with income. And then um, as it grew, I just started hiring other therapists to be there whenever I wasn't there. And then they got busy and then I had to hire somebody else and then they got busy and then we needed more space. So basically I rented a, a storefront just across the street and Now I have three treatment rooms. I have nine therapists working with me who are all absolutely amazing. And we really focus on providing as much client-centered care as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. We're all really passionate therapists. So when we received that review, I was just kind of like shocked because we honestly, everybody there gives 110% in every treatment. You sound like a hockey player now. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't help. <laughs> we go out it there. It sounds like an advertisement, but it's every true. therapist gives 110. Give yeah. We leave it all on the treatment table. <laughs> Why do they always say the Why? same thing? Why? Why? I think Why? it's you know, all scripted. Uh, we did our best. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. You know. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll rally together next time. Yeah, always the same thing. I always make fun of it. I always have to watch these damn hockey games because my husband watches them, and I always make fun of the interviews. Yeah, and you just did it. I just did it, didn't I? I swear it wasn't an advertisement for my clinic. It was basically like that's how amazing the therapists are that work with me. No, and I believe you because again, I I was your student, and then I worked with you, and I mean, I've known you for a number of years, and I know that you are really passionate about massage therapy, and I know that when and hiring therapists, you don't just hire somebody with RMT behind their name. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking for therapists who match your vision, who are going to be a good fit for your clinic. And even based on your social media, you see how much you care about what you do. You know, like you post videos to give clients um, home care exercises and tips and tricks. And, you know, you're you're giving stuff away. So obviously, you're not just there to make some money and go home. Yeah, I try. I mean, my social media skills really kind of suck, but I think you're um, doing all right. I think I'm putting in a small effort at least. <laughs> yeah, I totally ignore my um my social media page when it comes to the one for my clients. I mean, we've got three businesses. Something's got to give. So, so yeah. the one for my clients, I have to say I do a, a mediocre job. <laughs> I, I definitely do a mediocre job when it comes to social media for sure. And it's the same thing. Something's got to give, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much on my plate every day. Like posting something on Facebook is like the least of my worries. Yeah. So yeah. And you guys are busy. Like I said, mm-hmm. I can tell from your social media when it's like we have one appointment this month. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like everybody has one appointment in the month of December. <laughs> yeah. Okay. December yeah. is a bad, bad yeah. example of that. Even I don't have any appointments left. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So now we know a little bit about you. Do you mind sharing? I mean, you don't have to give it the exact wording, but sharing what this person left on it was it was it a google review yeah it was yeah. a google review what did they say about you guys i don't know the exact wording but basically it came down to whoever this person is said that they had the most absolutely terrible experience at the office and that uh their therapist i'm not going to name names um was horrible to her and myself and she named me melanie has a terrible attitude and customer service skills are like atrocious and that I was actually racist. Whoa. Yeah. Pulled the big R word. Wow. And that's what like, that's what shocked me because I just, I don't even understand where that would come from. Mm -hmm. And that is considered like, that's hate. Yeah. Right. And I was just like, I was totally thrown back. Like that actually like hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like I've had bad reviews of our clinic. Everybody has different experiences when mm -hmm. they go to a certain place. They have different expectations. And sometimes we just can't meet those expectations. Absolutely. Right? When you you're a business owner, happy. yeah. When you're a business owner, you're going to get bad reviews and you have to be prepared for that. But somebody calling you out as a racist, that's yeah. not just a bad review. That's not just a bad review. That fucking blew my mind. I was mm. like, I don't even know where this would come from. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right? That's fucked up. It's yeah. super, super messed up. Uh, so on, on Google, we talked about this uh, with Dana. You can see anytime someone's reviewed, like mm -hmm. all their other reviews, does this person review other businesses as well? No, or, no, this was the only review that they left. And it was literally like this person opened up a Google account. Just to make the Called review. my review just to leave that review. It's a lot of work. It's so much work, right? And yeah. then I'm like, did I offend someone? Did I do something? Like, maybe I'm not 100% like bubbly every time I'm at work, but I'm pretty professional and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not a racist. <laughs> like, I don't even... Pretty like, sure, yeah. Yeah, like it's not even a word that you can really use. Like, so I was like super hurt because I've dedicated like my whole life like adult life into taking care of other people and making sure that my therapists have a safe and positive environment to work out of. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like this person just came and just personally attacked me and the clinic itself yeah. after I've kind of put all my blood, sweat and tears into it. So I know at the bottom of the review, it said, do not respond to this review. I won't yeah. respond. Did you respond? Did no. you try to find out who it was? No, no, I did not want to instigate whoever this person was mm -hmm. i was like if somebody goes to all this trouble into like smack talking the office and myself i was like i don't want to open this can of worms i'm like i'm just leaving this alone so mm. with google what you can do there are very strict guidelines um if somebody leaves a rev bad review like there's pretty much nothing you can do about it right. um unless it's considered in the hate category so you ask people to flag it as inappropriate, which I consider this one inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And I flagged it and Google did remove it once. The person friggin' reposted it again. Stop. Again. That I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know they reposted it a they second They reposted time. it. So Google removed it once. And the reason they removed it is because they called me racist and that would be considered hate. So hate mm -hmm. was one of the very small criteria that they will actually remove a, a Google review. Mm -hmm. So they removed it once. The friggin' person went back on there, reposted it. That's jacked up. Yeah. And then added onto it and said that all of the other positive reviews on 
Google were all made up by myself. And I just asked personal friends to put positive reviews. All 130 positive reviews that we have on there, they said were made up by me. Oh, you got a lot of friends, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, I am popular. You know how jacked up that is? I'm going to post this. I'm going to say, don't respond to it. But then I'm going to check it daily yeah. to see what happens. And it's not there. So I'm going to repost it. Somebody really, really is out to get you. I yeah. know. I'm like, who did I piss off in life? Right? Oh, I my. have no idea. So do you... You think? I mean, I I don't I don't think you should probably put too much mind into this and really focus on it. But I'm sure that it did bother you, and you did think about it. Yeah. Do you think that it was legitimately a client that somehow you offended, and they decided I'm coming after her? Oh, totally, totally yeah. could have been a hundred percent. And that is so fucked up because again, like we were talking about with Dana, let's say that you did offend someone in some way. Why not come to you or go to one of your staff or whatever and say like, listen, this was not cool what Melanie said or whatever, because maybe it was some sort of misinterpretation. Maybe they didn't like how you responded to a question. Maybe they didn't like, you know, something. But why not come and talk to you versus calling you a racist on Google? Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Because it's the easier cowardly way to do it it is a very cowardly way way. yeah it's the cowardly way and like the thing is we're fortunate unfortunate as massage therapists Mm -hmm. we are very fortunate because we have so many different pots that we can dip into um and i'm talking about like what type of clients we can treat Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know we're fortunate because people come to see us for rehab issues for pain issues but they also stay on as clients afterwards. So we we dip into that pot too. We have all our maintenance clients. And then we dip into this third pot. And that third pot is, uh, it's basically clients that just want to come and relax. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they just want a good treatment and they want to relax and it's mental health. And we can benefit all of those. And it's great. But the unfortunate part is because people have these expectations of what they look for in that relaxation area. Sometimes they're disappointed. Mm -hmm. So people might be looking to come in for a nice relaxing massage to like say our clinic and they're expecting a nice fancy spa. Right. Well, my clinic is not a spa and I can't afford to be a spa. I can't afford to keep up with some of the other downtown clinics. And maybe you just don't want to be a spa. No, No. yeah, exactly. And that's not what I advertise and that's not really like what we do, but I have no problem providing relaxation treatments because I know how beneficial that can be. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens is sometimes people come to clinics like mine and they expect a certain level of service and they want hot towels and essential oils and aromatherapy and and robes and and a shower and steam room and all of this stuff right that's that's schmancy too much for us (laughs) too much for me man and so they come there and then they that's not what they get Mm -hmm. right it's a massage therapy clinic you know we have treatment rooms and we do have hot towels though we do provide that oh lovely i know right lovely um but other than that like it is what it is. And I think that that's where some negative reviews come from, is mm. that people walk into a space with a certain degree of expectations and they're disappointed from it. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think that is the fault of the general public's view of massage therapy as more of a service and a spa industry? Or do you think that maybe, you know, admittedly, you don't do a lot on social media. Do you think that maybe people don't know what your image and your branding is? And so they come in thinking this is a spa, but it's actually a clinic. My advertising is pretty like straightforward Mm -hmm. as to what our facilities are like. You look at my website and like there's tons of pictures of our actual clinic. They're not all stock photos and no place 
um, do I have pictures that represent a spa? I'm mm-hmm. very like particular the pictures that I, I place on website or social media and stuff like that. Um, I think it's kind of like it's like a 50-50, I think, maybe because the pic like my clinic is somewhat pretty, like it's not like a physio clinic. Right. Maybe people f- assume that there's gonna be more services there. Do the general public like is there an issue with how they view massage therapy? Maybe some people, yes. I think as a profession it's getting better. I think mm-hmm. people are definitely no longer just seeing massage therapy as like um a luxury. I think they're seeing it more as a primary method of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um but there are still definitely tons of people that just think, you know, I'm going to go for a nice massage. It's going to be really relaxing. And like you said, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's and there's benefit in that. that. And I provide that for people who need All it. All the time. It's, I mean, you've seen my treatment room. There's nothing pretty about it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a treatment room. It, yeah. it doesn't look like a spa. I don't have, oh, no, it's a lie. I have essential oils. Mm. I got that. Fucking stinks. I know, he hates <laughs> it. Every time I treat a client who likes to use the essential oils, he's like, oh, what is that? I'm like, it's lavender. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with spa. Like going to a spa and getting a proper treatment has definitely saved my mental health. For sure. Many times. For sure. Many times. And I love going there and I've gotten amazing treatments and it's totally helped me out um, on many different levels. Um, But that's just not what my clinic can provide. And Mm -hmm. I think some of the negative reviews that we have had is because of people's expectations being too high. Right. And then coming and we're not able to meet their expectations. Well, not even their expectations are too high. They're just incorrect. They didn't do the proper research to figure out where they're going. Because as you said, if your website, I will admittedly say I've never been on your website, Mm -hmm. but if your website is showing actual photos of your clinic and even the name of your clinic, which we're not going to say just in case, Mm -hmm. but even the name of your clinic to me doesn't say relaxation spa. Mm -hmm. It is very much treatment focused. And I think that, you know, if somebody's coming there expecting the spa service and, you know, the robe and the steam room and whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's, yeah, like you said, it's their expectation that was the problem, not the service that your clinic is providing. Yeah. And I mean, in their defense, there has been some negative reviews that we've gotten on Google and some of them are totally legit. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, I respond and I try to rectify the situation. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes therapists, like sometimes we all have shitty days. We go in there we're the same as everybody else and it's super hard whenever you're having personal issues or you're not feeling physically well to go in there and give your 110 percent and be all bubbly and happy and take care of somebody else when all you want to do is curl up into a ball and cry true like i said like i was um i was telling you earlier i was really sick for a few years but i still had to work through it because i'm Mm self-employed and we gotta work through our shit right Mm -hmm. and there were days where man i was sick like i had a fever and I really just wanted to curl up in a ball but I had to like try and pretend that everything was okay and I probably kind of a lot of days did a shitty job at it Mm. and um, I was lucky at that point all of my clientele I like I built a clientele and they were all my regulars and everybody was very understanding but if you're a new client walking into a clinic and the therapist is just having one of those days yeah sometimes they might not get the service that they deserve Mm -hmm. to get and I I would never get angry at anybody working with me over that because, man, you just can't be on 100% of the time. So now that you said that, when you received that review, you said that it kind of hurt you. Mm -hmm. Did it hurt your staff the same way or was that just you? Uh, Yeah, there was one staff member because we we sat there and we tried to figure out who could this possibly be. Mm -hmm. And there was one particular person that came into the office and... 
Um, again, we also deal with a lot of people uh, that have mental health issues, right? Right, yeah. So there was one particular person that came into the office and definitely was there to cause trouble. She walked in with an attitude and... What does that mean? Um, well, she walked in 10 minutes late for her session mm -hmm. and then continued to talk on the phone. Now, we're really busy at the clinic, so we're fully booked. We can't, like, accommodate yeah. people. And then she was angry because the therapist was like, okay, we might have to cut it short because you were late coming in. So she was angry about that. Mm -hmm. um, this client, you could tell that she was very high maintenance. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that way, she... How do I explain high maintenance? I guess he complains about everything. Yeah, that's pretty Feels much super it. entitled. Super entitled. Well, when you walk in ten minutes late and then continue to have a phone conversation, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, that's kind of what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, she came in and she initially came in for hamstring issues and she wanted some work on them. But then when the therapist sat down with her, she also said that she had jaw problems and that she was working with a lawyer because her dentist kept her mouth open too long. And now she has jaw issues. So again, that was kind of like a red flag. Um, so the therapist was like, do you want me to work on the jaw? So she started working on the jaw and then the therapist or the client was just like, I just feel like you're not in tune with what I want. And then started really kind of attacking the therapist saying, I feel like you're not 100% focused on me and that you're just not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. And in the end, the therapist had to stop the treatment short because she started crying. And the client it, started crying. No, the therapist, therapist started, started crying. The client was being that abrasive with her that she mm -hmm. cried. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. So at this point, the therapist came out and it was lucky that I was actually at the office at this time. And I'm a Leo, man. I'm super protective of my pack. Leo. Mm. Yeah. So like you mess with my pack and I will be like, ooh, watch out. So granted, maybe I walked in there and I was already pissed off because when I see one of my therapists walking out in tears, I'm like, going to defend them to the end, mm -hmm. right? Again, I know that my therapists are, they're not my therapists. The therapists that work with me are amazing. So mm -hmm. I know they wouldn't do anything wrong. So... In the end, basically, I had an hour and a half conversation with this woman where she just continued to repeat the same thing over and over again. I basically told her, you know, I understand that she's not happy with the treatment that she received. She's not going to pay for the treatment today. I would never make somebody pay for a treatment that they're not happy with. Mm. And I was just like, you know, unfortunately, perhaps it wasn't the right fit, therapist to client. I was trying to be quasi nice in the beginning, but mm -hmm. she would just continue over and over and over and over again, saying the same thing. How was I going to compensate her for her time lost? Hmm. And I was like, I can't turn back time. You're already giving her a mm -hmm. free treatment because it was incomplete. Um, just a note on that. I would never make someone pay for a treatment they didn't like. Like that is over the top nice because mm -hmm. really, again, when you go see a massage therapist, it's so subjective. We're all very different in the way we treat. We all, in theory, have the same education, but we use these tools differently. Completely different. Every therapist is different. And you and you know that. You know you're taking a chance when you go see a therapist. They might not be the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you were saying to her, okay, you weren't happy. I won't charge you. I don't know what else she wants. I've just learned over the last like 10 years that it's just easier to give people shit mm. for free than to argue with them. When over she's it. arguing with you about all this stuff, did you ever think to yourself, fuck, I wish I never said that free thing. Like I want to pull no, it back. I just wanted her to like get, get out. out. I just wanted her to get 
out. I would give her like 10 free treatments if it just meant that she could get out of the office. She literally was there for like almost an hour and a half, continuing to say the same thing over and over and over again. In the end, I actually had to stand up and tell her, this conversation is over. I'm going to stand up and walk away now. You can sit in the reception room for as long as you want, but I'm no longer having this conversation with you. Mm. So I got up and left and she sat there for another 10 minutes and eventually she left. So weird, eh? Fast forward, like... For someone who was concerned about time, yeah, just saying. Yeah, totally. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know what this woman was thinking throughout this whole process or what she was going to gain from it or why she walked in with this attitude or whatever. Um, but in the end, like, fast forward four and a half months later and this review appeared. So I don't know, I have no idea if it's this person or not. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could not be. Um, it's four and a half months later. So yeah, like it affected this therapist that dealt with this woman because mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, like, is this person going to like continue to like affect my career? Mm-hmm. If they posted it, it got removed and then they reposted it. She's like, is this person going to like continue to stalk me through my career? Was that therapist also named or were you the only one actually mentioned by name in the review? You know, I forget. I think she might have been named in the review. I forget. So there's some sort of, I mean, it's circumstantial evidence, but some sort of evidence pointing towards it possibly being this one irate client because if that therapist was yeah. specifically named. Yeah, it so could totally up. be. It's it's so mean. It like, is. It's just like downright mean yeah. for someone to like go to all that trouble. And people don't realize like how much this actually affects a business. Well, this is what we talked about with Dana this morning. Because as I said, we had another therapist talking about how her clinic dealt with something similar. And she was saying, you know, like we're, we're a small massage therapy clinic Mm -hmm. you know it's not like we're a massage addict or you know this is not amazon that you're reviewing you're reviewing a small business and it was the same when con ed got that negative review we are a small family-owned business like we're you know we're not this gigantic school right so a negative review like that that does affect us and that does hurt us and that does affect Mm -hmm. the way that people view us because how do people find small businesses Google. Google. 100%. Everything falls down to Google. And I know, like, according to the CMTO, you're not supposed to have reviews and stuff, but you have to have a business listing if you have a business. Mm -hmm. And with Google, you don't have a choice. Like, if you have a business listing, you have to be open to Google reviews. Well, exactly. And I mean, that's not posting testimonies to make Mm -hmm. yourself the best massage therapy clinic in Toronto. Well, according to this person, I'm posting all of those reviews. Oh, right. (laughs) You did all 130 (laughs) reviews. All 130 reviews. You have too much time on your hands, Melanie. Seriously. Get a job. I know, right? (laughs) But like, honestly, and you know, Google is a little bit smarter than I am. I think they would kind of flag me if I was like making up all these fake Google accounts and leaving reviews right. on my own. <laughs> like they would flag me, right? There's no way you'd There's be no able way. to do that. Yeah. No, they, they know better than that. But yeah, so I don't, I think people just don't realize, I think now it's become so impersonal. 
Everything is impersonal. Everything is online. Yeah. You book your appointment online, which causes a shit ton of no-shows, by the way. Mm. Um, you, you book your appointment online. You don't never talk to a person. You come and then you don't even have to tell them if you're happy or displeased with the treatment. You just go home and just like bitch them out online. Yeah. Right? And they just don't think that that's actually going to affect a person professionally and personally too. Right? When you... Well, yeah. And I mean, that was a personal attack on you. Yeah. I can imagine. As I said... Anyone who knows you, including yourself, we know you're not racist. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine if that was me getting that review, I would be hurt by that. Totally. That's not something you want people to think about you. No, 100%. Like, are you hurt or are you mad? Are you angry? Are you just fucking pissed or are you at hurt? At first, I was really hurt. At first, like, okay. I was actually like, my feelings were super hurt. I don't know why. Maybe I was PMSing, but I was like, oh, fuck, I put all my energy and people hate me. And then I'm, I was just fucking pissed off, man. Mm. I was super angry afterwards. I was mm-hmm. like, as if, if it's the person I'm thinking of, as if this person went to that extreme after I tried to rectify the situation, after she made the therapist cry, mm-hmm. I was so like, I was angry. And then she's a mean girl. Yeah. That's the exact way to describe her. Totally. And eventually then I, now I just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. Like reviews, whatever, you're going to have bad ones, you're going to have good ones. You just have to make sure that you have more good than bad. Well, let me ask you before we get into all the steps you took after getting that review. Mm-hmm. Um, typically when you get reviews, do you respond to all of them, good and or bad? I never did the good ones. Um, and then I was told that I have to. So who I, told you? Who told you that? Oh, like the uh, my marketing people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they said, right. Yeah. They're right. Yeah. So I, now I started responding to the good ones and the bad ones. I used to only respond to the bad ones and try to rectify the And situation. how would you respond when you say try to rectify? What's your... I mean, everyone kind of has a standard way that they respond mm-hmm. to negative reviews. How do you do that? I basically just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you didn't enjoy your experience. Please email me directly to discuss what happened so that we can rectify the situation. That's perfect. That's exactly what you should do. You're not going to get in an argument with them online. You're going to say, sorry that you had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. Totally. Like I said, everybody's like interpretation of what makes them happy or angry or, you know, sad, whatever is different. So I don't know what's going through this person's like mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened in the treatment room or at the office. I'm not always there. So I need to actually find out the details. Um, And so I would never accuse somebody if they wrote a bad review that actually made sense, I would never accuse them Mm. or attack them for Mm -hmm. writing that review because sometimes it totally could be justified. I would say in 97% of the bad reviews that I asked them to email me, I didn't get a response. Yeah, Nobody emailed me. Nobody wanted anything. They just wanted to like, do their bitch session and then move on. They just wanted to vent. And again, not taking into consideration how this might actually be affecting a real person. Or was, fully taking that into consideration and maybe, being like, this is exactly what I want to do. jerks. Yeah. But I want to go back to something you said earlier, because this is something I don't think that people think about. Why is it that if you are paying for a service, why do some people have this entitled feeling that the person that's providing the service, can we like remember that this is a person a person every oh. human is going to have like you said good days bad days mm-hmm. and you know what maybe you didn't have a good experience with that person that day you are justified to 
you know, talk to the clinic owner or whatever. You're justified to say your piece if you didn't have a good experience. But this is a person. Can we give a little bit of mercy? I was, I've talked about um, the fact that I have really great clients. Like I don't have a lot to complain about, but I've got a couple of clients who sometimes I think forget that I am still a human and I'm a human that is very busy. Not Mm -hmm. that everybody's not busy, but I've got small children. I run businesses. I'm busy. There was one day I had a client booked at 10 a.m. And I actually had a meeting that morning at 8.30. And I had told him prior to him booking the appointment, I have a meeting at 8.30. I'm supposed to be done by 9.30. And the meeting was uh, north of the city. He said, it's probably about a 20 to 30 minute drive back. He still wanted to book the 10 a.m. I said, okay, but I might be, you know, just kind of getting here mm-hmm. by the skin of my teeth. No problem. I arrived that day at 10. So which means, yes, his treatment's going to start a few minutes late because I still have to get everything set up. And as soon as we get into the treatment room, he says to me, if you were going to be late today, you really should have called me and let me know I have a meeting after this. Uh, Like literally just making me feel like shit. And I was like, man, like I'm a person. I'm not a robot. I'm not a machine. And if Mm -hmm. you can't give somebody the grace of a couple of minutes, you know, you've got the time management problem, not me. (laughs) Well, on top of that, like how many times do clients walk in late? too right Mm -hmm. like it happens but we just have to kind of you know be like oh no problem yeah it's fine yeah and that's the thing is i think that people are not thinking about the fact that yes you're paying for a service Mm -hmm. but this is a person providing the service why are you suddenly queen of the fucking world and you you deserve everything on a silver platter Mm -hmm. i don't get it yeah like one of our negative reviews uh that we got was that they asked for a full body treatment and the therapist didn't treat their arms. So they gave us a one star. A one star for not getting their arms treated. I talked to the therapist about what happened. She's like, well, yeah, during the treatment, she started telling me that her she has low back issues and that she would like the treatment focused on the low back. But this was like midway through the treatment. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I had to spend more time there. So I ran out of time. And I was like, yeah, granted, happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if, if I was on the table and I was like, oh, my low back is causing me pain. Can you work on that a little bit more? And and the therapist did and actually made me feel better, um, which the client said she felt better whenever she got up. Uh, I'd be freaking happy, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yes, amazing, perfect. But this person went home and left a one-star review because her full body treatment didn't include arms. You knew who that person was? Yeah. That person was like a legit client. And there was no indications of, of being upset with the service at all. No. See, that that's no. the part that always fucks me up. Yeah. yeah. I asked the therapist, I was like, so did she see my She's like, no, she got up. She said she fell asleep and she felt great. And then they left. She should have said, I did treat your arms. You were sleeping. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's so fucked up. What are you talking about? Like, that happened, to, that happened to Curtis too. Remember Curtis was here. He said he yes. gave this lady a it treatment. It happened to me as well. She, he gave her this great treatment. She was so happy with it. She rebooked again. And then later that... That night, his clinic called him and said, like, what the fuck happened here? The lady left, but then she called back saying how horrible everything was and blah, 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 blah. I was like, people are fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, that was the same thing that happened to me. I had a client um, that had come in and we had to do an assessment because she had sustained a pretty significant injury. So this wasn't just, okay, jump on the table for a relaxation yeah. massage, right? And the assessment took long. It was on the long end of an assessment. But... I had explained to her before we started, you know, what's included in the hour, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because she, I should have known, this should have been a red flag. When she called the clinic to book the appointment, she asked the receptionist, um, 
does an hour mean an hour or does it mean 50 minutes? Because there's some clinics and spas that if you book an hour, your treatment is actually 50 minutes so that there's time for getting dressed and checking out and whatever. And the receptionist said, no, you get a full hour. So I guess she interpreted that as one full hour on the table Mm -hmm. because, you know, the assessment, I just do that of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. So anyway, we did the assessment. She gets on the table. And at the end of the treatment, I actually went 10 minutes over because she was my last client before my lunch break. So I went Mm -hmm. 10 minutes over, which still meant she didn't get a full hour, but I didn't have to go 10 minutes over. That was just me like, okay, we're not fully done. Let me just keep going because I don't have another client. Mm -hmm. And at the end, she says to me, well, that wasn't an hour. I think I can't remember what it was. That was 40 minutes. And I said, well, no, like I explained to you in the beginning, the assessment, the intake, all of that is part of it. You know, this is my first time meeting you. You don't just jump on the table, right? Sure. So anyway, when she came out of the room, we talked and I said, you know, how are you feeling? Whatever. And she was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how much, like she praised me in the reception area. She then rebooked with me for three days later, because as I said, significant injury, I needed her back really soon. Yeah. And the next day, emailed the clinic owner, canceled the appointment and wanted a refund because I didn't give her a full hour. No friggin' way. Yep. Asked for a refund. The clinic owner called me. I was at home. She called me that night and asked me to explain the situation. So I told her everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, you you run your business the way you want to run your business. Do whatever you want. I said, the only thing I would want from you is please don't give her a refund. Not for me, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd get paid anyway, but I said, but she got what she paid for. Yeah. Like I, I just she can't. She got a great assessment, a great treatment. She got what she paid for. Yeah, your time. So uh, yeah, I was like, for. you paid me for my time. So yeah, mm-hmm. you got what you paid for and then some. So I said, please don't refund her. Did she refund her? No, she didn't. I said, that's just a precedent I don't think we should be setting. That you get it for free because you felt entitled to more than what you booked? No. Yeah, I wouldn't refund on something like that either. No. That's that's someone that I don't want in my clinic. So why am I 100%. now yeah. why am I now giving it to you for free yeah. and then potentially having you come back? No, 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 no. Pay for it. And if you don't come back ever again, big that's fine. fucking yeah. deal. Uh, she why? never saw me again. Like what I don't understand is why the general population sees our profession like that. We are highly skilled in assessment and treatment. And then whenever we try to assess to in order to give them a more safe and effective treatment, so they'll need less treatments and they'll get better faster, they like rag us out because they just want to get on the table. Mm. But you don't see that when someone goes to see a physiotherapist or a chiro. Mm-hmm. You know, they expect yeah, that, sure. right? And I just don't understand why the general public sees massage therapy It's because there's, different. there's too many inconsistencies in the way massage therapists run their 100%. practice. Yeah. That's why. They'll go to one therapist and they just they just jump on the table. They'll go to another therapist and it turns into a 20-minute assessment. So, I mean, there's just too many variants. Yeah, much we all do practice very differently. Um, like I talked about before, we had a therapist in here. Um, she comes to a lot of our like free networking events. Mm-hmm. And something she does is she goes to different RMTs around the city all the time. Like she doesn't have a massage therapist mm-hmm. that's her therapist. She likes to book with different therapists. Yeah, she's like, it's, Yeah, she says, super interesting to see all the different ways people treat. And she's like, and I feel like I learned something from going to see different people. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And she knows that obviously that means that sometimes she's going to get a treatment that maybe wasn't her cup of tea, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Whatever. And uh, she went to see one therapist with a legitimate concern. You know, she told the therapist, whatever, I can't remember now what the, the problem was, but she had something she wanted to be worked on. And the therapist said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't do that here. And she said, 
what do you mean? And she said, oh, I'm sorry. Are you a registered massage therapist? And she said, yeah. She goes, but I only provide relaxation treatments. I don't do assessments. And she's like, well, what do you write in your notes? She's like, I write the same thing for everyone. I only do full body relaxation treatments. And you know what? Granted, that therapist is allowed to do that. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. And at least she was honest. She was like, I'm not going to assess you because maybe her assessment skills just aren't up to par to where they yeah. she feels comfortable. But she was doing also it. just practicing in the wrong setting. Though. Yeah, she was in the wrong she setting. Was she in was in a chiropractor. chiropractor. Oh, okay. But yeah, anyway, yeah, anyways, yeah, that's a little bit. <laughs> but like, the point in that yeah. was that when you go to a therapist like that, who's not going to assess and who says just jump on the table, then if you're coming into your clinic with that expectation, and your clinic I know doesn't operate that way because your therapists do assess and they do treat. Yeah, in then, some cases, but in some cases, there's no assessment that's. Needed, mm-hmm. right? For sure. It all depends on what the client comes in with. Yeah. Like I have clients that I've been seeing for eight years. They don't have an issue. They just come to see me once a month. So I'm not going to assess them unless they come in and be like, oh shit, like I did this or I did that since yeah. the last time you saw me. And then sometimes there are issues and you know, you need to provide an assessment. Yeah. I think it comes down to like, we definitely should standardize and be very clear that if an assessment is required, that it it is part of your time, right? It doesn't necessarily mean every time you come in, you're going to require an assessment. Mm-hmm. But if an assessment is required, that is part of the time. Yeah, definitely. And again, like that's expectations that clients have and then they get pissed off and then they leave a stupid I don't even, review. I don't even understand getting pissed off. Like there's so many times that I've been treated and I'm lying on the table and think to myself, I fucking hate what's happening. Yeah, I don't right? like this. I don't like the way it feels. I mm-hmm. don't like what you're doing. But then I've learned to just let me go with it. This is not the approach that I would have had but let me go with it and see what happens and sometimes those are the best treatments I've ever had like Mm -hmm. the next day I'm like oh my fucking god I would have never expected to feel the way I do right now in that moment I was just so angry and I couldn't get on board with it but today I feel great yeah totally so I've kind of learned just to like just let it go Mark yeah that's like when I go for massages sometimes I don't like to let therapists know that I am a therapist because I just want them to do what they do yeah and I don't want to direct them I don't want them to be asking me a million questions about what I want just you do what you do, mm-hmm. you know, assess me, treat me, do what you do. I'm yeah, okay with that. Totally. Same. I love going to see other therapists. I find I learn more from going to see other therapists for treatment than anything else. Like seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, seeing mm-hmm. how they do certain things and then asking them, how did you do that? Cause it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you ever fire one of your therapists for constantly getting bad reviews? It depends what the review is about. Mm. What would warrant a firing? A letting go. If they were like inappropriate, when it comes, I never get angry when it comes to style of treatment Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. every therapist is so individual with their style and they're going to find the clients that love that style. For sure. So I would never, ever get angry or upset over that. I, if a therapist is constantly getting complaints about attitude Mm -hmm. or professionalism, Mm-hmm. then that would warrant me probably letting somebody go. Yeah. Have you ever had to do that? No, I haven't. Mm. No, I've been really lucky. You are really lucky. You have mm-hmm. that many therapists on board with you and you've never had to fire anyone. No. I Like I said, like I'm really fussy on who I bring into the office. Um, I would rather have no therapist than have a therapist that's constantly causing issues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did have a therapist for a little while that was causing a couple of issues amongst the staff, but then that therapist just left and moved to Europe. So it was like, sweet, I don't have to deal with it. (laughs) Left on their own. Yeah, I was like, perfect. (laughs) Tension gone. Uh, But yeah, like, no, I've been super lucky. That's good. How do you find these therapists then that are so great? Um, I think a lot of it is word of mouth. You know, I 
put all these ads out. I pay a shit ton of money for them and not a single person applies. Mm -hmm. Like when you go on the RMTIO Facebook page and everybody's like, where do you find therapists? There's no therapist. Yeah, I think I've seen your ads like all the time. All the time. Nobody applies to those ads. (laughs) Not a single friggin' person. Do you know who applies to those ads? Everybody else but RMTs. I don't know why. It'd be like, um... they're not even an RMT. They're and they're not even looking to do massage. It's like I am a secretary or I'm a receptionist and blah blah. blah. Like <laughs> not a single person applies. It just really comes down to word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask the therapist, "Do you know anybody that might be looking for a new place?" And then that person like, "Yeah, okay." And then they just kind of bring in other people that they happen to know. And so far, it's worked out. Again, I only have like you know, a small clinic. So it's easier. People mm-hmm. that have like really large clinics, it must be a constant battle mm-hmm. to keep therapists in there and to find new ones. This is a trend right now. Every clinic owner I know, um, Mark as well, we get contacted all the time by clinic owners because they assume since we teach continuing education, oh, you must know so many therapists. And uh, it's become a joke now. A clinic owner will call me and is like, do you know anybody looking for a job? You know, you must know so many people because you guys teach courses. And I'm like, yeah, the people that take our courses can afford them because they have jobs. Like, I don't know. I don't know anybody. Every clinic owner is struggling to find therapists right now. Totally. I don't know where all the therapists are going. I guess there's just so many venues, right? And a lot of therapists are probably choosing to work for themselves. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like the colleges are still pumping out therapists. Yeah, but I don't know where they happen to be going afterwards. I think a lot are going to larger clinics. Like mm. I, I talked to a couple of therapists that have recently graduated and they're like, oh, yeah, like they have like a, a job fair day. And, you know, yeah. massage addict goes there and they have like, you know, all of these like benefits and they hand out pens and they give bursaries and they yeah. do all this stuff. They and- always have chocolate. Oh, really? Thank you, massage addict. I've I even, always, I always come to your booth for the chocolate. <laughs> I was even, I was even told that massage addict, they have some affiliations with schools and they will automatically hire you if you come from that school. That's yeah, it. Like, yeah. You gotta, you gotta land a job. No interview, no nothing. Massage yeah. addict and hand in stone will, um, they sort of target the new grads, right? They mm-hmm. want the new therapist because they are the venue that you can come into and fill a practice and be busy and have the benefits. And it's very attractive to oh, a new grad, sure. especially like a mature student, right? Imagine you're in school. This is your second career. You know, you've got a mortgage, you've got a family or whatever. You just want to get out and start making some money. 110%. I mean, if that option was there when I graduated, I for sure would have taken it. Yeah. I was poor poor whenever I first graduated. It's mm-hmm. tough to get started. Yeah. And if somebody just said, hey, I'm going to give you a full clientele, it might pay you a little bit less per hour, but you won't have to really worry that much about money. And you won't beginning. have to do anything and you could possibly get benefits. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, going. Totally. A hundred percent. So it's super hard for like small clinics like my own to compete with something like that. Mm. Yeah. Right. So when you got this particular negative review, so we already know you didn't respond because they told you not to, which I think I would have reacted the same way because because they specifically said don't respond yeah. and the fact that it was so hateful. It was so hateful. So you got Google to take it down. They put it back. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's when you decided to do the response on social media because I had seen you posting, you know, letting people know, I don't know why this person's coming after me. Like, mm-hmm. tell me how that went. Like what kind of feedback you got from from actually making it public that this review keeps coming back. You know, you. even before that, what was what was the thought process to even put that together? Like, how did you even decide, you know what, I'm going to jump on my camera and throw this on my social media? I was like, well, the only way to 
make hate disappear is to drown it with love. Mm -hmm. You can't start a war <laughs> with this person, clearly. Like, I couldn't, like, start attacking this person because then I, it, it would just escalate, right? Yeah. I just wanted it to disappear. So, like, so mature. I'm so immature. <laughs> such a mature oh, thing. thank God he me. has me. I am literally Mark's little, the angel on his shoulder whenever he just wants to. I'm like, no, no, no. Because I'm immature oh, no. and I like a fight. If it was personal, like, on my personal Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever, I would have attacked this person yep. with everything I have. But, like, it's not just my reputation on the line. True. It's everybody that works out of the office, yeah. right? So I had to be professional about it. So I just figured the only way is if, <laughs> basically, the only way for this review to move lower in the rankings is if I like fill it with more positive ones at the mm -hmm. top. So I basically just put out on my social media, like this is the review. It was super hurtful. Um, if you've come to the office before and had a positive experience, like please take two seconds and just like leave a little review there for us to try and dry, drown it out. Yeah. And again, like we have really great clients. So I was lucky that a bunch of them like jumped on board and left some really great reviews. Mm. And then that person wrote saying that all of the reviews were fake. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this person's just watching yeah. you. I know. I seriously. Did you want to be angry or are you that diplomatic? You're like, you know, this is the way to go about it. Or did you want to be angry? I'm kind of a little bit of a pansy. So okay. like, I'm really not good at fighting. Gotcha. I'm one of those people that like, if I get angry, I'll just cry. Mm. So you can be feisty though. That was one thing I liked about you like you didn't take shit from anyone when we were at the school even when I started working with you and I wasn't taking on as many shifts as me you're like Amanda fuck like you gotta get on board you gotta help me out here like you can hold your own yeah for sure yeah I guess I can but it sucks being in a clinic that way like this I it love sucks being I, I love this platform because with our other businesses you know what I gotta be a little bit more a little bit more politically mm -hmm. correct but here I can just fucking let it fly and if I'm angry then I'm gonna get into it mm -hmm. oh honestly like yeah totally i was like i was definitely severely pissed off mm. and it really sucks to have to be diplomatic when all you want to do is to tell someone to fuck right off yeah but you just can't you, yeah. you can't right you have to try and make everybody happy as much as you can well and again like i said on the on the recording with dana is it looks tacky and it looks bad on a business if you start fighting with the customers, oh, you totally. know, because people automatically look at that and everyone still has that mentality of the customer's always right. Even though like people do shitty things like mm -hmm. this, they're not right. But you don't want to come across as being, you know, immature and fighting with somebody, you know, just take the high road. Let's figure this out. And, you know, 100%. we'll rectify the situation. 100%. Because like, I always look at Google reviews, whether I'm going to a restaurant or another clinic or whatever the hell I'm going to do. I look at Google reviews and I, like I read a lot of them and it looks super tacky when the business owner starts attacking the person mm -hmm. that left the review and just be like, well, you did this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Like you can't really do that. No, you got an irate client or customer or whatever. Yeah, it sucks. But you coming into their level and fighting with them yeah, it makes you look petty. It makes you look unprofessional. It makes you look like you shouldn't be running a business. If you mm -hmm. can't take negative feedback, and in your case, just outright hate, mm -hmm. then, you know, you got to have a thicker skin when you're a business owner. You really do. Oh, you totally do. And I mean, there are like ways of proving your point without being an asshole. For sure. So I had one negative review about the direct billing at my office. We don't have receptionists at my office. So mm -hmm. I require people to fill out a direct billing form online so that it gets emailed to me in advance so that I can set it up with our clinic management system before their first appointment. Pretty simple. It's like 
clearly stated on the website, it's on every email confirmation that they get. Mm -hmm. If you want direct billing, you got to fill out this form. So I got a bad review because the person came in, hadn't filled out the form, wanted direct billing. Super pissed off about it. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, well, it wasn't me. If I was at the office, I would have done it. But the therapists don't have time to like do all of like right. the back end. Yeah, stuff. it takes a long time to get somebody set up. To I do direct billing, and yeah. when I have a new client, yeah, it takes you know it takes a few minutes to get totally, all that done. Because it's not just going through Telus Health. It's also like we use Jane, so you have to set it up in in Jane as well, so mm-hmm. that like everything mm-hmm. matches. So this person was like super pissed and left a really bad review. So. With that review, I clearly stated, I was like, I'm really sorry that you had a negative experience. I always started with that. They clearly stated on our website, blah, 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 and on all the emails I received that you re- require you to fill out this form online uh, so I can set you up for your first appointment. And also because there are some consents that you have to uh, approve right. in order for me to provide direct billing. So I'm nice. And then I kind of prove my point afterwards. Yeah. You know, you try to do it in a way that's a little bit more diplomatic, but you can't always like bend over and take it. I saw a meme that was so good. It was like um, when somebody writes as stated in my last email that's undercover fuck you (laughs) we've already talked about this (laughs) but it's true like I've done that so many times where Mm -hmm. you know I have somebody even okay so for example when we got our negative review I'm not gonna lie there's a part of me that thinks it was one in all the years we've been teaching there was only one particular student who took a course here. He was super happy at the course. He was super happy afterwards. Mark even stayed back two hours because he had specific questions. And he was kind of slowing down the pace of the class because Mm -hmm. his questions were super specific to his needs. Mm -hmm. So Mark said, yo, you want to stay back? I will answer your questions. Mark stayed back with him. He was super happy. Literally five months after the course, sent us an email asking for sort of extra things that and I said to him, Oh, we gave that to you. And I even gave him the exact numbers of the slides because all of our students get the PowerPoints when they take a course. Mm -hmm. I said on these slides, it gives you step by step instructions with bolded headings on how to do this. And he said, I'm just asking you to send me a template. And I said, well, I don't have a template. I have the step-by-step instructions Mm -hmm. Which to me is a template. (laughs) Well, exactly. And then I I said, in the nicest way, you know, after going back and forth a few times, I said, as stated in my previous emails, this is where you find that information. What you're asking for is me to create your clinic documents... And then, you you know, that's what you're asking for. And I said, and to be honest with you, you would pay a lawyer a lot of money to do this, or you would pay a business coach a lot of money to do this. We gave you the all everything you need. Mm -hmm. And then he attacked me. No, I just got ripped to shreds in the last email. And I wasn't about to fight with him. So I just said, you know, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I do believe that I gave you everything you've asked for. We've given you ongoing support. And maybe we're not the people to help you. I hope you find what you need. Like, and that was it because 100%. I'm not going to fight with you. No, sometimes you just got to take a step back, right? So because that happened. No that email interaction with him happened six months ago. So when this negative review came up, honestly, my mind initially went there. Yeah. Because I was like, hmm, even though it was so long in between. After, yeah. But I mean, he waited six months or five or six months after the course to contact me again to ask for uh. me to do his work. And then. And then this review came out. So I was like, I don't know, man, I'm kind of feeling like it might have been this guy. So like a legitimate review, when I say legitimate, like a real person who was actually here. expectations were not justified. Yeah. Like that person, like when you take a course, 
like you get the knowledge to be able to go back to your practice or wherever you work and apply and, it and apply it. You don't go there and expect them to do your job for you. Yeah. Right. Like that's just not how taking a, a continuing education. Well, and that's what I tried is. to explain to him. He said, well, I, you know, I paid you to take a business course and I've never taken a business course. And every part of me wanted to say like, this is not Humber. Like yeah. you, you wanted, you want what, like all of this work done for you, go actually take a business course. Mm-hmm. You took a continuing education course, which is to help you move forward in your business. Mm-hmm. Give you a, like a, a basis to start on. Yeah. So I don't know if it was actually that person, but like you don't know if it was actually I, exactly. that client. But it's, you're kind of like, mm, I bet you it was. It's the only person that sticks out to me yeah. because we've we've been really lucky and had such great students and like mm. repeat students too. That's why like you, I was a little hurt at first. Totally. I'm like, man, I put my whole life into this. Like, mm-hmm. what? What are you saying that you didn't get what you paid 100%. for? Yeah, you did. Yeah, 100%. And like, same as you guys, like you you sacrifice like aspects of your own life to help other RMTs advance their career. Right? Yeah. And it's the same like with me. I sacrificed aspects of my personal life in order to, you know, put time in with my clients and put time in accommodating people and helping the therapists that work out of the clinic. And and when people like badmouth you for all of that work, you're just like, fuck, man. I don't know if I get hurt. You're lucky then. I don't think it's in your nature I don't, I don't to get, have your feelings I, hurt. I don't get hurt because I always make sure I cross my T's and dot my I's. Mm-hmm. So I know if you're coming to me about something, it's not on my end. It's not something that I did. Mm-hmm. If you if you got into this and this is not what you expected, well, you should have read the course outline a little bit more clearly, which is on our webpage, because I cross my T's, I dot my I's. It's exactly what we deliver. Mm-hmm. Right. It's funny. The reason you're saying you don't get hurt is the reason I just stated I do get hurt, you know, because I feel I've done everything to perfection Mm -hmm. and you're going to attack me. Yeah, that's that's why it's hurtful. Because I'm yeah. like, why did I put all this fucking effort if you're going to be ungrateful be anyway? Yeah. I wish I was more like you. Like, I wish like I'd be like, you know what? I know I did a good job. Like, screw but, you kind of thing but then it turns into like i want to call you out and say screw you mm-hmm. right because i've crossed my t's and dot my eyes mm-hmm. so it's not hurt for me it goes straight to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> seriously it goes to fuck and off then i have to be the angel on the shoulder yeah. to tell him don't actually say fuck off mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> you know what though i think you kind of can i think if you've developed your brand in such a way that you can be the person to say like fuck off can, then can it, we not then it wouldn't can affect that not be it wouldn't brand? affect you at all <laughs> just gonna put it out there that seriously. i don't want that to be our brand seriously but why why not like like okay for example because if ev- we if are ev- more humble than if, that if every Mark. if everyone understands like the anatomy of responding to a negative review then everyone knows what you're doing anyway you're trying to smooth it out you're trying to bury it down you're trying to shower it with love mm-hmm. as you said if everyone knows that's what's happening then fuck it you might as well come out and just be like fuck off no well, sometimes business booms after like a business owner just freaks out like i've definitely have read stories where you know a business owner responds to a, a review whether it's on yelp or on google in a very aggressive way mm-hmm. and then it just freaking goes viral and then that person's business just like yeah. pops off because of it right so there is something to be said for that i think that 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 could be a thing let's start that thing i don't want to start that thing <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Who are you going to lose? You're witnessing like a real business meeting right now. This okay. is how this is how we have our business meetings. Mark says some kind of crazy idea, and I'm like, no. <laughs> what's cra- What's crazy about it? Um, being outwardly mean to people. 
Not our thing. Hmm. Hmm. That's being reactive, realistically mean. You know what pisses people off more? What? When you kill them with kindness. Honestly, if somebody is being a fucking shit to me and I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I enjoy actually laughing in the face of someone who's yelling at me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you keep yelling. But when you say like, oh, I'm sorry you had this experience. Are you actually fucking sorry that they had that experience? Absolutely not. We all know that you're not sorry. But it depends. It It depends. depends, Like Melanie said, there are legitimate reviews mm -hmm. where somebody maybe did have a negative experience. They might not have handled it so well. But, you know, going and attacking someone on a Google review is probably not not, the first step. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe attack isn't the right word. I don't know. Maybe just more aggressive than the than the very stereotypical, these are the five steps to dealing with a negative well, review. No. And, and as Melanie said, you can make your point without being disrespectful. Mm. You know, her saying it very clearly states on the website, it very clearly states in your confirmation email, like you have been told over and over again. Yeah, I think you can defend yourself to a certain extent. Without you, being tacky. Yeah, it's like... Co- so goes fuck down. you is tacky, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's so much tacky or it's just... Tactless. Yeah, probably gotcha. so much. I think you just have to be a little bit more diplomatic about mm. it. And I think it is. I think it is important to clarify what went wrong a little bit in yes. the negative review. Because when a new client or a customer comes and reads that review, they want to know what what happened right? Right, right they're like reading that and they're like oh this is juicy what's going on here so it, it is important to not just be like oh i'm so sorry mm-hmm. you know if if you know exactly what happened mm-hmm. it's important to like kind of clarify mm-hmm. you know what happened and whether you know and make it sound whether it the person is in the right or the wrong like in some cases they are in the right you know and you just have to like say i'm sorry like i don't know what happened yeah and in some cases the person is totally wrong and then you got to really kind of explain diplomatically how or what happened Mm -hmm. so that you don't look like your clinic's a complete asshole using the example that i used when we spoke to dana about the company that we hired for our daughter's second birthday so i was saying i had read google reviews and this company had a lot of really good reviews but they had a lot of negative ones and the responses were really bad like they were fighting with the customers online and i was like oh red flag red flag red flag Mm -hmm. and the thing is One that I read was saying um, the person who wrote the review was complaining that the entertainer showed up 30 minutes late. So that is a big deal, right? And so the company's response was, well, actually, um, the the driver got lost. They tried contacting you several times. You didn't answer your phone. They could have responded without being so confrontational and just said, we're very sorry that happened. As you know, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some issues with communication, you know, and we'll find a way to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. But their response of like, we tried calling you and you didn't answer. This was your fault. That's tacky. Where yeah. they could have said, you know, again, we we did try contacting you. We're very sorry that they were late because, again, anybody reading that, a reasonable person, would know this is a human. This human had never been to this person's house before. They got lost. Yeah, like this is not the end of the world. Totally, a hundred percent. What I try to do with the reasonable reviews is nice, clarify, nice. Mm. So you start it off nice. You, you sandwich it. With, yeah. yeah, you got to sandwich it with niceness a little bit. So the person's like, oh, oh. Oh, and then I'm sorry you felt that way. Fuck you. How can we help? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. It would just like it would make things a lot easier if I could just say that. Yeah. It would take a lot less time. Mark's really proud of himself because that's what he wants to do. (laughs) 
I feel like maybe I'm completely out of fucking left field here, out in left field. I feel like you can. I feel I like mean, everybody... at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want. That's what I mean. I feel but like you everybody's... just have to be aware of what image you're projecting. Oh, for sure, to the for world. sure. And you still hired the fucking entertainment company. Well, if you had been listening, which you probably weren't, because I was talking, I read the reviews after we had already paid our deposit. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I should have I read that these with first. A new couch that I just bought. <laughs> I bought a new couch and it, it got delivered and it had the wrong fucking pillows on it. It made me so angry because I would five years to get this new couch because it took me five years to convince my husband to buy a new couch <laughs> and I was so excited it came with the wrong pills I'm like fuck I'm gonna have to like contact and then I started reading the reviews and it was like horrible customer service there was a defect they wouldn't fix it horrible horrible I was like oh, oh no. no in the end like I still don't have new pillows for my couch but is your husband uh, I told you sewing? No, he's just like, just keep the fucking pillow. Like, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, no, I want my perfect couch. Five years. Was he just really attached to the old couch? No. That's where he, he watches just, his hockey. He, he just doesn't like buying new stuff. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was like we, we had a plan. The old couch was going to go down into the basement, um, but it took him about four years to finish the basement. <laughs> so <laughs> until then, we couldn't get a new couch. Oh, that's funny. <gasps> yeah. So yeah. now you have a new couch, but the wrong pillows. With the wrong pillows. I still have no idea whether I'm going to get the right pillows. I have no idea. Well, that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, super frustrating. The moral of the story is read the reviews before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> you look like you got something to say over there. No, no, no. Not at all. I'm just thinking. Just thinking. Yeah. Well, we had asked Dana if you were to give advice to clinic owners on what you think you should do and how to handle a negative review. What do you think are the most important things? The most important thing is to, a number one, respond very rapidly. When you get a review, it emails you right away, right? Yes. You guys have got that. So you know right away. So you need to address it as quickly as possible. And then like sandwich it, like I explained, like you first have to decide whether it's a legitimate review or not. Mm-hmm. Some of them might not warrant an answer if it's as nasty as the one that I got because it might open a can of worms. But some of them, you have to respond no matter what and like sandwich it with niceness. Mm. But also try to get your point across in in a very diplomatical way so that you know, it justifies what happened. You kind of want to make the person look like an asshole yeah. without being an asshole yourself. Right. That's what you're trying to See? do. What, that's what? that's what you got to do. Make them look like the asshole. Don't make you look like oh, the I asshole. Oh, I understand this. I, I totally get it. And that's exactly it. Nice and then explain and then nice. It's the easiest way to do it. Cool. And so when you did decide to post this on your social media and you had all these clients come to your defense, Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like this horrible review actually turned into a positive thing for you guys? Um, I don't know if it would be a positive thing. I think the response definitely... um, definitely made me feel better. And now I don't really care so much about negative reviews. Before, they used to really bother me and I'd jump on them and I'd be like, oh my God, it's going to ruin our careers. <laughs> and now I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, you can't make everybody happy. Yep. In yeah. the end, just fuck it. Like, some people are just out there and they're angry and no matter what you do, they're just going to be angry. So I wouldn't say that it turned into a positive experience, but the niceness that followed definitely, like, reinstated my faith in what I'm doing as a clinic owner, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and your therapists are happy and they would come to your defense. So I hope they're happy. You're doing something no right. <laughs> <laughs> they're sticking with me so far. So I'm assuming they're 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to talk to Melanie about? We've held her hostage on the couch for quite some time now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. With the Britney Spears headset. I like it. Yeah. We'll make sure to take a photo. She looks like Britney Spears. <laughs> I'll put it on my social media. <laughs> but I'm not going to be in this photo. I, I actually told Melanie what uh, we discussed before she came in. When, um, because Mark and I look really pretty today. All of you guys can't see us, but we went out last night and we never go out. We went to see the new Star Wars movie First and then all, we went out for some drinks after. I'm sick is what it is for me. Right. 20, no, 30, 30 times you told me today that you're sick. Um, <laughs> Man cold. Right. So uh, we went out last night and like I said to you, we never do that. And then my two-year-old woke up at three o'clock in the morning because she had to pee and then she wouldn't go back to sleep. Mm. So I am on very little sleep. Plus I had some drinks last night. So like I... I'm not looking. I'm not looking good today. And before you got here, Mark said, "Do you think Melanie's going to come in? I'll dress nice with her hair done." And then you walked in here looking like Britney Spears, and we put the headset on you. I'm like, "Fuck! I can't take a picture with you." <laughs> <laughs> well, I pretty much just like came from the gym and took the hair out of my bun. So it is what it is. Mm. How long does it take you to do your hair? Just out of curiosity. No, oh, she has a trick. She doesn't do it. I don't do it. I don't do my hair. What? I tie it up in this little twisty bun when I go to bed and then in the morning I just take it out and it's all like and kinky, it's all wavy. Curly. Yeah. yeah. She taught here. me her tricks downstairs. How did you discover that? I'm really lazy and I hate doing <laughs> my hair. I have a lot of hair. It's like thick. It mm. takes you do forever. have a lot of hair. Yeah. It takes forever, man. Like it would take me like 45 minutes just to blow dry it. Mm-mm. Nightmare. 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 I have very thin hair. It takes me 10. Oh, uh, see? <laughs> jealous. It takes me forever. Don't be jealous. Even when I blow dry it, it's thin hair. It doesn't look pretty. <laughs> Well, just tie it in a bun. It goes wavy. Done. You wake up in the morning. You're like, oh, look at my luscious lock. Mm. No, zero effort. The stuff I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> you have two girls. You'll learn. Mm-hmm. You think so? I think we're going to have to learn that. Braids and pigtails. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I'm just going to send them off looking like Kurt Cobain every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so much for coming all the way to the East End from downtown. Although you used to work in the East End, so you're familiar with this hood. I'm familiar (laughs) with it. No longer familiar with driving so much, but definitely familiar with the hood. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been rather informative. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.